Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, A Quick Shot of Romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to A Quick Shot of Romance. Um, It is me, Becky, and uh, joining me this time is podcast contributor Rachel. Welcome back to the podcast, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Um, So you guys are going to catch on pretty quick. Uh, September's theme for our Quick Shots of Romance is small town romances. So all month long, we'll be featuring different small town um, troped romances. So on this episode, we are headed to the small town of Fisherman's Landing, Maine. Um, And funny story, I actually had to double check and make sure because at one point I thought they might be in Massachusetts. (laughs) Okay, I thought that too. Because Boston was mentioned and I don't know. I don't know why I just assume that no other state is within like an hour of Boston. Well, because they're talking about going to the airport in Boston. Like it's a couple hour yeah. drive, like oh, two yeah. hours. And I'm like, mm, really? So like I totally had to Google map it. And see. So that's so funny. I did the same thing. Anyway, I'm glad I'm not alone there. Um, so we are reviewing Maverick by Juliana Stone. This is book three in the Simon family series. Did you read any of the other books in this series, Rachel? I didn't, which is a miracle because this is book three <laughs> and you know how I like to read my series in order. I do. Um, this is a series I've actually read in full and I've read the two spinoffs that come off of this series. So I'll be interested to see your take on if it can stand alone or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so will you read us the synopsis from Goodreads? Yeah. Maverick Simon lost his mojo somewhere between the last film he scored and a nasty breakup with one of Hollywood's elite. Burnt out, a vacation is just what this California boy needs. His brother's empty house in Maine offers the perfect sanctuary, but plans go awry when he meets a woman who rocks his world in more ways than one. She's not his usual type. She's edgy, opinionated, and downright rude. But something about the prickly Charlie Samuels sparks his interest. Maverick must decide if that something is exactly what he needs or if the smoke and hot chemistry they share is nothing more than a vacation fling. Charlie Samuels has always dreamed of leaving her small New England town for something bigger, but that dream disappeared the day her father died, leaving her to raise her younger brother and keep the family business afloat. Now a mechanic, she's knee-deep in grease and oil and with a pile of bills to pay, has no time for someone like Maverick Simon, a guy who's just passing through. She can't deny the tall, brooding, sexiest sin Maverick causes her pulse to race, but she knows that he's way out of her league. So why is she contemplating an affair, especially when she knows that Maverick Simon could cost her more than she's willing to give, namely her heart? So the release date on this is February 18th, 2015. And I will say overall, I think it holds up. It did not feel dated for being a six-year-old book. Um... Technology is only mentioned like Googling something and cell phones, but in very general um, sweeps. So I don't feel like it was aged or pigeonholed into a time. No, I felt the same way. And you'll see like there's books that authors put out in 2015 that they like have updated since then because they were kind of they didn't hold up. And that this book did not need that at all. In no, my opinion. I really, I, I wouldn't have guessed that it, I was shocked when I looked it up and it was 2015 because I used it for a bingo square. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> um, so this is a vacation fling, grumpy sunshine. She is the grump, damaged heroine. She's got all the baggage this time. 
mistaken identity, small town, uh, caring for younger siblings, so sort of single momish, atypical female role. Um, Charlie's a mechanic, and she's running the business. She knows what she's doing, um, and she's crazy smart, crazy smart. So um, this is not a typical female role for, you know, that uh, steam level. I actually gave this a four, in my opinion, because I think the put out score was about 24% into the book Mm -hmm. um, that we had on page action put out scores, a new put out percentage is something new that I'm adding to my bookcase and coffee book reviews because spice is relative. So you will know at what percentage there's on page um, sexual relations. So I think this book was kind of steamy, actually. And there's a scene and we'll get to um, talk about. But let's talk first. Let's first talk about Maverick. First of all, I think I told you this was a he was a Hollywood star hiding out in Maine. You did. He's not. (laughs) He's not. No, but close. Sort of. Um. He's a songwriter and composer. He, um, his best friend is a country music star that is married to his cousin, who is a politician, um, I think a senator, maybe a governor. Um, and their book was book two in um, the series, which is very good. Highly recommend them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Maverick is taking a break from his famous lifestyle. He had a bad breakup with a Hollywood starlet. She splashed their relationship all over Twitter, pictures of his butt. Yep. Yeah. I was like, that's so obnoxious. Yeah. Um, And so, and we should give a little background on Maverick and his family a little bit. He comes from a family that is described as being the Kennedys of Florida. So it's a huge political family with wealth um, Mm -hmm. that lives in the Florida Keys and um, is very influential. And the main family is his aunt and uncle, his dad's brother. Maverick's dad passed away when he was a young child in a um, car accident. And Maverick just has one brother. And um, his mom is looking for love. (laughs) there's a really funny scene there's a really funny scene where he she's he's back at the family compound and she has her current love interest who is like Mm -hmm. five years older than maverick he's like great um but he so maverick's very dedicated to his family and it comes out in the story quite a bit actually yes i agree um so it kind of bugs me a little bit. They call and he goes like he just instantly drops whatever is going on. It happens happens several times in the story. Um, and I didn't, I don't know. It bugs me. That bugs me. The first time I understood ish. I, I don't, I didn't like how he didn't explain anything. I think that's kind of like what bugged me is it was like, everything else was an afterthought well right because he had been intimate with her at that point mm-hmm. and he he drops everything and leaves without really a true explanation and at this point right 
she does not know fully who he is. <laughs> She's not into right. pop culture. She doesn't pay attention. His He's staying in his brother's house, but his brother kind of is a recluse and doesn't socialize within town. So nobody has put together right. that he's part of this famous family. Um, and he just picks up and le leaves. And I just, I really struggled with that in the story. Um, and I know that this is a vacation fling, so it's only been a very short amount of time. So he doesn't have to explain everything he does, but there's a big moment towards the middle of the book, like 60% in where he leaves her a second time because his best friend is pregnant and there's having some issues in labor and he's running to be by her side. And again, he leaves with no explanation. Like a phone call right. would take five minutes. Town's not that big. You couldn't stop for five minutes and say, listen, I have to go, but I'll be back. Like he's not very clear about his intentions. No, I, I completely agree with that. It, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Well, and because he's not just leaving Charlie, her little brother, who, so, and we'll talk about this next, but her little brother has bonded to him. So there's a real connection between Maverick and her brother, Connor. And it just, it bugs me because he, I don't feel like he was overly sensitive to the trauma that that child had already experienced. So let's talk about Charlie a right. little bit. She's tough. She is. I loved her. Yeah. I mean, and she had to be tough, though, because her life has not been easy. Nope. Um, her little brother is about 10, I think they said, 9 or 10. And um, shortly after he turned three, her mother left. Her and her father and her little brother and just left the family. They've never heard from her again. She is just gone. And her dad has died. You do not know... And I'm not going to spoil it. You do not know how he's died or anything. He's just not in the picture. But you do know that her little brother, Connor, has been greatly affected by his passing to the point that he isn't talking. Yes. He's not connecting with people. He just is zoned out in his own, um, his own little world. Um, and at this time, when, his, when her father has died, she was a senior at MIT. She wanted to be an engineer, which, which like, that blew my mind. Right. Um, so she left her college and returned home um, to take over her father's um, car repair business and be a mechanic and raise her little brother. And she's been doing it for about two years at this point, I think is what they said. Um, but um, so Charlotte has a, Charlie, she has a lot of spunk about her. So one of the first interactions between her and Maverick, they meet in a bar um, on a Friday night and they dance and her best friend kind of ropes her into um, coming to a dance and Maverick's going to be her date. Like it's a small town community center kind of dance and Maverick's going to be her date and she gets all dolled up. And then what? Stands her up. He doesn't show. Leaves a voicemail. Yeah. Like, and so she goes to the dance anyway, but then she finds out from another small town person 
that he had pizza delivered out to the house not even 25 minutes ago. And now she's pissed. Yeah, I would be so mad too if someone says they have something to do and what they're doing is ordering pizza. Right? So she gets in her truck, drives out to the house, bangs on the door and is like, what the hell, dude? What the literal hell? Um, so I, um, and then of course it ends up being, <laughs> I end up having sex right then and there. Right. 24%. <laughs> 24%. It was amazing. Um, I do want to say I did like Maverick's character. I find him to be a genuine likable guy. He doesn't, he does come off as a bit of an ass, but he's dedicated to his family and friends. And you see just how dedicated he is. And he immerses himself into small town life, even though he's like the Hollywood guy who's kind of in hiding, mm-hmm. which is different for small town Hollywood romances. Typically yeah, they I, try to shield themselves and don't go into town. And Yeah, I agree with that. And I think part of it's helpful because he's not like, like an outward facing star. Like, if people hear his name, they might be like, oh, like, you're a Simon. But I think he lucked out in the fact that, like, while he's famous in Hollywood, he's not necessarily, like, immediately recognizable. Right. And there's only one little moment they do this snowmobile run where one of the people from the neighboring town is like, do I know you? I feel like I should know you. Um, and she's a busybody lady and Charlie has all sorts of things to say (laughs) about her. Um, but so I think that was like the only moment that it was like a, aren't you someone kind of thing? Yeah. Which I liked. I felt like that was just kind of unique in a small town, famous person Mm -hmm. romance like that. Um, my heart did break a lot for Charlie. You totally get the feel of everyone leaves. Yes. Uh, like she's just waiting for everyone to leave. And I, and that's been her life. Yeah. So Everybody it's not even her. like, like it's a realistic fear for her. Yeah. I just, and it just brings a little bit of emotion. There was some time at the end, towards the end of the book where like emotions got a little thick in my throat kind of feel. Um, yeah. Cause you're just kind of like, you just want to hug her and be like, you have value. You're everything. Don't worry. <laughs> and also he's coming yes. back. I promise. <laughs> right. Oh man. I felt so bad for her. Um, so, uh, I did like, so sometimes when it's a single parent or raising a sibling, it can be hit or miss a little bit. I felt like Connor really added to this story quite a bit. Yeah, I thought I thought so too, especially in the aspect of like they're a package deal. So it was definitely very much like a single parent romance in that aspect because, you know, she had full custody of him and he's still very young. And the fact that he w- wouldn't open up to anyone also made it hard. And, you know, like he would be a deal breaker for some people. Yeah, I just... The level of sacrifice that Charlie's willing to make for him, I also think speaks really strongly to the type of person she is. Um, Yes. And also a bit of Maverick, too, because he makes the time. He takes that moment 
to create a bond with Connor. And there's really a cute scene where he walks into the kitchen holding his hands. They're both in their pajamas. And you just know that at that moment, Charlie's heart just melts. Like all the grump just fades away. Right. Um, So there is a super spicy bathroom scene, a bathtub scene. (laughs) I had forgotten about that. And I was like, Ooh, this book does bring the sexy. Yeah, no, that was, you know, I read that not too long ago today. (laughs) That was good. Super steamy. Um, so if you like a found or if you like a large encompassing family styled romance within your small towns, this one totally brings it. The Simon family is almost a character onto their own in this book. Um, yeah. So, um, and I feel like Fisherman's Landing has all the aspects of small town romance that we expect to see. You've got the nosy neighbors. Everybody knows everybody's business. The famous, uh, clam chowder uh from the diner uh the dj at one of the dances (laughs) that only plays like elvis presley has to have been made before 1960 he doesn't know it 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 was so funny um so yeah i think that this is definitely quirky of small town romance it fits right in with you know when you what you want from a small town romance i think so yeah no i agree um, okay, so let's get into our questions here. So, Rachel, did you like the book? Yeah, I really liked it. And I, I was a little nervous going in just because I did see that it was published in 2015. And we we mentioned earlier, like, those can really be hit or miss. Like, you can really tell, like, oh, that was, that was definitely, like, six years ago. Lots changed. But the, it was not like that at all. Like, I really liked it. And I'm definitely going to read the other books in the series yeah um i do like this um there's there is some heartache in it that brings some emotion to the surface um but it definitely has what you want in contemporary romance small town romance like yep and i like julia juliana stone i just really like her books i think she makes really strong emotional characters and um she reminds me a lot of lexi uh ryan as far as, and we'll get yeah. like, and we can talk about that now. So who would typically like this book? Um, kind of like we mentioned, anyone who likes like big families and small town romance, like really involved side characters, like there's a lot more characters that you get to know than yeah. just the main characters, which I personally really like. And then if you like single parent romance, I think you would like this too. Yeah, it's definitely a family series. Now, you will, within this series, they do go back to Fisherman's Landing. It's not like a one-stop. While the whole series does not take place in Fisherman's Landing, there are other books that do take place within Fisherman's Landing. So um, the small town romance is there for this book, and it's there for some of the others in the series. But if you do like Lexi Ryan, like her The Boys of Jackson Harbor if you like uh, Claire Kingsley's The Miles Family, mm-hmm. this is very typical of those stories with big characters you're going to remember. Yeah, it kind of reminded me almost of Bella Andres. Oh, yeah. Um, the Sullivans. 100% agree it kind of It kind of reminded me of that, too, because there's like the not-so-famous siblings and then 
the like super famous siblings siblings that kind of thing it it kind of gave me that vibe too which I really like those books um I do like those too I haven't read them in a minute might be time to do a revisit there um so would you recommend this book I would definitely recommend this book um, I recommend this series often, um, but I haven't read in a while. So I was happy to do the reread and know that the stories stand up. You know, that's, I've done that recently a couple of times for our quick shots where we've read a book that I read when it first came out mm-hmm. and then you, I haven't read it since. And now you're doing a reread of it. And there's always that trepidation yeah. of, is this going to be as good as I remember it? And here I am recommending it to one of my colleagues. So <laughs> yeah. You have to tread lightly sometimes, especially as like things within our current modern age are changing so often, technology, terms, you know, vocabulary and stuff like that. So yeah, I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, this one definitely, um, I felt like this one definitely stands up and I would recommend it. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it because there wasn't that issue in this book. There wasn't, there really wasn't. Um, okay, so uh, thank you very much, Rachel, for joining us for this quick shot of romance. We appreciate yeah, having you join having us. Um, happy reading, everyone. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.